Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hi, I'm Jordi Amat. You are listening to La Liga Lowdown. Hi, I'm Shaq Moore, and this is La Liga Lowdown. Hi, I'm Carlos Soler, and this is La Liga Lowdown. Hi, everyone. I'm David Garrido. Welcome along to this La Liga Lowdown mini-pod with Redis Okanov and broadcast on Sirius XMFC 157 in North America. Uh, we are about to recap match day 10 in Spain's top division. And, of course, Ed Glassico takes centre stage. But there are plenty more stories to cover as we get to uh, the quarter way through stage of the season, there or thereabouts. Now, nine out of the 10 games... We'll go through in the second part of this podcast. But of course, we have to start with Barcelona against Real Madrid, an enthralling game uh, which finished only a few hours ago. So uh, to help us reflect on the match and all the talking points arising from it, we've got Roman Derquer in Barcelona. Hi there, Roman. Hi, David. And we've also got Ewan McTeer in Madrid. Hi there, Ewan. Hey, David. How are you doing? We're really good, actually, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to get through all the talking points in a relatively short space of time. Uh, but before we discuss the game in detail, uh, let's just hear the highlights of Sunday's game at the camp now. Now an excellently timed run. Great control as well from Jordi Alba. Coutinho! Barcelona strike. Dramatic, isn't it? And here is his decision. Penalty. Luis Suarez with the chance to make it 2-0. No mistake from the Uruguayan. Vasquez towards his goals. Much better from Real Madrid. Marcelo scores for the third successive game. The Brazilians. Oh, the fans getting anxious and with every good reason because Modric has hit the inside of the post and Barcelona have Real Madrid stretched to very good effect it's a wonderful header from Luis Suarez all mistake here by Ramos and Suarez is in for a hat-trick no mistake the 25th hat-trick in classical history goes to Luis Suarez Barcelona are even clapping and cheering every pass around us in our commentary position here this is Dembele. Oh, it must be. It is Arturo Vidal. Real Madrid are sunk. Okay, so that's how it went down on 11 Sports in the UK as Barcelona beat Real Madrid 5-1 to go back top of La Liga and leave Madrid languishing in ninth place. Uh, let's start off with a brief comment on the starting 11s, though, for this game. Uh, Roman, you first on Barcelona. They were unchanged from the midweek win over Inter Milan. What did you make of it? Yeah, to be honest, Valverde isn't a man who likes to make uh, lots of changes, so I pretty much expected he would play with uh, the same 11 men that won without Messi against Inter de Milan. Maybe I thought Semedo could play instead of Sergio Roberto, but it was clear that Sergio Roberto was the right decision, and so it made sense. I knew and it was the Madrid Gala 11, except, of course, Danny Carvajal, who was injured, and Nacho instead playing at right back. Did you expect anything else? 
Yeah, I really did. I expected uh, Alvaro Odriozola to be there instead of Nacho, who's a natural centre-back, who's a solid option, but certainly not as pacey as Odriozola. And I think we saw that in the first goal, which we'll get into, where Jordi Alba's pace was just far too much for Nacho. And peculiar one in the Madrid 11, just another mistake from Lopetegui, I guess. OK, so let's get into it then. Inside 12 minutes, a Barcelona were in front. Uh, as you mentioned, Jordi Alba to Philippe Coutinho for the opener. Uh, and then not long after that, they were 2-0 up through Luis Suarez, a penalty which was originally not given by the referee, but then went to the VAR, clear contact from Rafael Varane for the penalty. Uh, Roman, from a coulet point of view, a Barcelona fan as you are, what did you make of that first half an hour? Well, for me, the first half an hour, Barca were all over Madrid, to be honest. It seemed like Madrid had made no appearance, as if they'd stayed in the dressing room, and as if they wanted Lopetegui to be kicked out of the team because they were playing so, so poorly no attitude no offensive danger against Barcelona and it was just Barca you know having possession playing the ball looking for spaces which were quite easy to find especially on that left side with Jordi Alba so it was really surprising to see Madrid playing so poorly in a Clásico yeah, I think really not much to shout about uh, if you're a Madrid fan. Uh, but then, of course, the substitution at halftime, off went Rafa Varane, on came Lucas Vázquez. So just explain to us, you and how that affected how they approached the game tactically and responded in this one. Yeah, so with that change, it made a switch to a sort of 3-5-2 with Marcelo being as a left wing back and then with Lucas Vázquez being on the right wing and Casemiro dropped back to sort of make a three-man defence. And it seemed to work, didn't it? Because those first 15 minutes of the second half, Real Madrid were all over them. They got the one goal back, Modric at the post, and it could have been so different. We could be talking about what a genius masterstroke of a tactical switch Lopetegui made at halftime. But it was a few inches too wide, that shot hit the post, and now we're probably going to be talking very differently about Lopetegui. But I like the change, but maybe you should have started with a more attacking right wing back from the off. It seemed like Madrid really had the momentum after that. Uh, you mentioned Modric hitting the post. Of course, Suarez hit the post as well, but Benzema had a great chance heading over the bar. It really felt at that point that really it was Madrid's chance to, to equalise and change the momentum of this game. But then, well, Luis Suarez got involved for goals three and four to put this result beyond doubt. Uh, Roman, uh, people have said that he's been a little absent this season. What was the most impressive thing about his performance, would you say? To be honest, I think he's been doing the same thing he's been doing in the previous games, only that this time he scored the goals. That was what he was missing, I guess, in other games, because he's always fighting. He's always pressing really high, bothering defenders. He's always insisting so much to tackling and telling the team to go forward. So, I mean, the attitude is always there. But in the last few games, he's not been so lucky in front of the goal. He hasn't scored enough um, of those chances he's had. So, I just think that... Obviously, he scored a hat-trick, which is amazing, but he's done what he usually does, and this time it worked, and he deserved it, because he was the leader today. It wasn't Coutinho, it wasn't Dembele, it wasn't uh, Artur, it was Luis Suarez who stepped up when Leo Messi wasn't there. Suarez did the exact same thing last week, didn't he, in the game against Sevilla. Once Messi went off, it was Suarez who was absolutely leading everything for Barcelona in the final hour of that game. I know they had a 2-0 advantage when Messi went off, but Suarez was the leader in that game as well. And he deserves credit for that, obviously, like you say, for scoring three goals as well. That's great. But just the attitude he showed, I think, is, is what's most impressive. And remember that this comes uh, after he became a father for the third time as well. Um, it seems to be an interesting theme this weekend in La Liga. We'll explain that in the second part of this 
this mini pod. Uh, and then, of course, the rout was complete. The fifth goal went in, a header from substitute Arturo Vidal. Uh, so creating uh, La Manita, as it's known in Spain. So when you score five goals against any opponent, you show them your hand, uh, five fingers, referring to the five goals. Uh, Ewan, why did Madrid just implode so badly in this game? Yeah, you're, you're right, they really did. And it's maybe hard to work out why, but I think it's just they came so close to pulling it back to 2-2. When that third goal went in from Suarez, and at that point it was somewhat against the run of play, when that third goal went in, I think they just knew there was no way they were coming back from that. And the heads just went down, and there was just a lack of attitude, a lack of belief, really. And it's strange to see that from Real Madrid. I mean, this is a team that has a minute named after their captain, the, the 90 Ramos minute. Like, this is a team that scores late goals so often. When they went to Camp Nou a couple of years ago, it was Ramos getting an equaliser in the last minute of this league fixture, and that ultimately won them that year's league title. They just don't seem to have that belief that they can come back anymore. And being a realist, sure, when they went two goals down again, they probably weren't coming back. But it's unusual to see Real Madrid believe that. They usually have immense self-belief. Let's just have a look at some of the reaction to this game. I mean, actually, just from the crowd itself, that the camp now taunting Lopetegui by asking him to stay in charge of Real Madrid, or indeed the national team. Lopetegui Selección was another one that I heard going around uh, the crowd. We'll come on to him in a second. But straight after the game, Luis Suarez said that these are unforgettable nights, a special week after becoming a father again. These three goals taste great. And Esteban Valverde, the Barcelona head coach, said, we've responded like a team without Lionel Messi. This really boosts the team, but the quicker Leo recovers the better we miss him didn't feel like that tonight though did it um, Casemiro the Real Madrid holding midfielder said the game mirrored our season to date it's a disaster we're playing awfully it is the players who are responsible for what is happening we are not playing well we must work harder uh, so Casemiro not mincing his words there and uh, Lopetegui himself we've had such bad luck over these three weeks but all runs come to an end I'm sure the team will show another face plenty of your three word verdicts on Twitter at La Liga Lowdown is our Twitter handle and you're very quick to comment. Uh, Roy Emanuel has gone for Suarez is unstoppable. Yep, certainly came to the party in this game, Roy. Phil Panton uh, says rather euphemistically, Madrid have problems. Uh, yeah, just a few. Colin Davis maybe harking back to last season. Comeback Ronaldo, he says. Matt Reigns has gone for Lopetegui gone tonight and MD Raffi has gone for goodbye Lopetegui. It's worth saying, just as we record this mini-pod now, a few hours after the game, no decision has been taken on Lopetegui's future as of yet, uh, but there does seem to be no doubt that he will go and it will happen imminently. Um, Ewan, why hasn't it worked for Julian Lopetegui at Real Madrid? I think the situation at Real Madrid, it wasn't going to work for anyone really. Zinedine Zidane even realised this. and <laughs> He's a very s smart man. One of the, the smartest decisions he made during his time at Real Madrid was knowing when to leave. He could see what was happening with Cristiano Ronaldo leaving with an ageing squad. This is just a bit of a mess from top to bottom at Real Madrid just now. They're saving money to buy a new roof. They're not signing galactical players like they used to. They're not bringing uh, too many players through from their, their youth academy. The young Spanish players are signed are hardly playing as well. It's a bit of a hangover, I think, from their three Champions League wins. And it makes sense, of course. These players just, have, they've won it all and it's hard to get them motivated for an away game at Alaves, a home game against Levante and, most concerningly, the second half of a Clasico at the Camp Nou. 
Yeah, and it's interesting given those signings, uh, Dani Ceballos, uh, Mariano came back as well, Odrio Sola, uh, young players, and Lopetegui is used to working with young players. We felt that it, this might be a Madrid in transition. Uh, it's a Madrid that's gone backwards, I think there's no doubt about that. So let's look to the future now. Roman, what sort of coach do you feel that Madrid need as a replacement? And of course, well, I mean, the name on everyone's lips is Antonio Conte. So how good a fit would he be? It's quite hard to say right, right now what they need because they're not halfway through the season. They've already started with a philosophy and now to change everything. I mean, Lopetegui's idea to implement a new sort of style didn't work, obviously. So you need someone who obviously has character, who can understand the players, who can control all those egos. But at the same time, who doesn't want to implement something very personal and change things a lot. So they need someone who can provide some clearness, a sense of calmness and just kind of say, okay, we're going to do this, this and this. Conte is a great manager. He's done good stuff at Chelsea and at other clubs like Juventus. But is he the right fit? I don't really know. Mourinho is another name which some people are saying. There's Scolari also and Guti from the um, youth teams. It's hard to say, to be honest. There's a lot of options, but it's true that in summer, lots of coaches already rejected Real Madrid. You and what direction do you think they're going to go in? Is it a coach they need? Is it a manager they need? Like Zidane was much more of a manager in terms of egos and energies. Or is it someone in between? I think they definitely need the latter. They need the manager. They need someone who's going to come in and shake up this dressing room a little bit, throw over some tables. Uh, and I don't think Lopetegui is kind of the guy to do that. And that's why I fully expect it will be Conte. It seems like a very short-term solution. We know Conte doesn't really last long at jobs either, but that's probably perfect for me on Madrid just now. They just need someone in there to get under this dressing room, get the players motivated again, maybe win something this season. They're still uh, only seven points off the top in La Liga. It's not important possible that they win that, they can win the Copa Rey, they can win the Champions League, they can win something and then maybe make a more strategic longer term appointment next summer or in two summers, maybe someone like Pochettino. This was of course our Partiaso Predictions choice and uh, none of us picked up any points with the exception of Paco Bolit. Uh, he went for 3-1 uh, for the Clásico. Uh, so he gets a single point for the right result. He goes clear on 10 points. You and you have nine. Uh, Roman, you stay on five. Uh, Alex Johnson has four and I am also on four points. I've got a feeling that this season is going to be very long for me as far as the Partiaso Predictions overall table is concerned. I'll try and stay in contention for as long as possible. Okay, that's it for part one, but plenty to come in part two of this La Liga Lowdown mini-pod, including Atletico putting their Dortmund disappointment behind them, Celta Vigo bouncing back to form in style, but frustrations continue for Athletic Club and Valencia. That's in a couple of minutes' time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome back to this La Liga Lowdown mini-pod with Redis Sukarnov and broadcast on Sirius XMFC 157. So, we've taken you through El Clásico. Let's continue now with our recap of match day 10 in La Liga. Alaves find themselves an astonishing second in the table after a 2-1 win at home to Villarreal. Gerard Moreno gave the visitors the lead. Well-worked move. Santi Casorla and Afonso Pedraza involved before Gerard scored from close range. But six minutes after the restart, Alaves were level through Jonathan Gayeri's header from a Johnny Free kick and the sucker punch was struck by Borja Bastón in the 94th minute, having only come on literally seconds earlier. A Villarreal coach, Javi Calleja, said it hurts to lose when the points escape you at the end. He has got to be fearing for his future. Three defeats out of four, one point taken from the last 12 on offer. But for Alaves, the dream season goes on, even if Abelardo does keep insisting that their aim is to stay up. With 20 points already in the bag, that shouldn't be a problem. Sevilla are third after a 2-1 win over Westcat, more comfortable than the scoreline suggests. After two first half goals were ruled out by VAR for Daniel Carrizo and Andre Silva. Pablo Sarabia scored twice in the second half to take his all-competitions tally for the season 2-11, with some Benyeda assisting the first, Franco Vasquez the second. It proved to be the winner, despite Jorge Pulido sliding home a consolation goal in injury time. Pablo Machin's side have now won five out of their last six in La Liga. He said he was satisfied the team played well, weren't rushed and fully deserved the victory. Atletico Madrid briefly went top on Saturday as they cruised to a 2-0 win over Real Sociedad at home. The first goal came in first-half stoppage time. Diego Godin sweeping home after persistence and skill from Ángel Correa. Just after the hour, Felipe Luis fired past Miguel Ángel Moya on his weaker right foot and into the top right-hand corner. Some strike to seal the victory. And just three days after their 4-0 Champions League defeat away to Borussia Dortmund, Atletico coach Diego Simeone said that it was a decent response and a good performance because they had high intensity, pressed well as a team and he praised Coque and Rodri for giving them stability now Jeremy Berriman is an Atletico fan from Into the Calderon here are his post-match thoughts I think Atletico responded really well to the Dortmund disaster they put in what I felt was one of their more complete performances of the season still some concerns most notably an attack although Costa and Griezmann are improving they're still not performing up to the expected standard that said Atletico kept another clean sheet they've conceded just once over their past six in La Liga and they have pushed back into the top four they're in a pretty decent position cheers Jeremy Real Valladolid and Espanyol drew one all on Friday night at the Estadio Jose Zorrilla two belting goals in this one first by Borja Iglesias a pile driver into the top right hand corner on 20 minutes but in the first minute of second half stoppage time substitutes Daniele Verde smashed a 35 yard free kick with such swerve and dip that it totally deceived Diego Lopez the frustration of letting a lead slip so late on was clear for the Espanyol coach Rubí who said 
said the dressing room was angry and they knew they hadn't played well in the second half. Acero Gonzalez, for his part, said that it would have been harsh on Valladolid had they not got a point. Both teams extend their unbeaten runs. Espanyol to five games, Valladolid to six. Los Pericos sit fifth on the table with La Pucela sixth. If you look over the last four games in La Liga, though, there is only one team who's taken maximum points, and that team is Levante. After winning at Real Madrid, Paco Lopez's side were fully expected to beat struggling Leganes at home, and they did so 2-0 with a goal in each half. The opener came inside a quarter of an hour, Jose Campaña driving towards the box, laying it off for Roger Martí to side foot home. Alega then hit the post through Jonathan Silva and the crossbar twice after that, but Levante scored their winner in the 90th minute through Ruben Rochina after a superb pass from captain Jose Luis Morales. Levante are up to Seventh, our Pacabolita has picked out a few key protagonists in their recent run of good form. Roger Martí. Levante's frontman is on an absolute roll right now. In fact, he's on course for his best season in Primera with six goals to date. He's one of Levante's most informed players, the second highest Spanish scorer in the league. Jose Luis Morales. El Comandante keeps leading and inspiring his teammates. Against Leganés and in the rain, he once again was key with his run down the left wing and assist to Rochina for the second goal. Oyer. Levante's keeper enjoyed a slice of luck after his impressive recent performances. Leganés had several clear chances, but all of them hit the frame of the goal. Paco López. Put plain and simple, he is Levante's ace in the pack. The team had problems, so their manager changed their tactics and, with a 3-5-2 system, he's changed their fortunes too. More solidity at the back, more ball players in the midfield, and now, four wins in a row. Cheers, Paco. Now, Getafe are eighth after a 2-0 victory at home to Rabetis. Both goals came around the hour mark within a couple of minutes. First, a lovely curl ball in by Angel was turned in at the near post by Jorge Molina for his first goal of the season. And almost straight from the restart, Betis was stunned as Dimitri Fouquet danced his way through the middle and despite being surrounded by green shirts, side-footed past Joel Robles. A Getafe now unbeaten in three, but Betis have now lost their last three in La Liga, all without scoring. In fact, they've only scored five goals in ten league games this season. Certainly a come down after Thursday's famous 2 one win at AC Milan in the Europa League. Ninth in the table are Real Madrid, now winners in five games, and Celta Viga just a point behind in tenth after ending their own winless streak, which has stood at six matches before kickoff at Balaidos at home to Eibar, putting Tony Mohamed under a lot of pressure. But he has one person to thank for keeping him in the job a bit longer at least. Funka has gone forward and picks out Aspas. This is Iago Aspas, and that is quite brilliant. Celta lead and Iago Aspas celebrates the birth of his daughter with a quite delightful goal. Now with Mendes, he releases Aspas. Another chip by Iago Aspas. And another absolutely brilliant goal. Arbia has Aspas chasing him. He's under hit the back pass. Iago Aspas for the hat-trick and he seals it. It's 4-0. Yes, Yago Aspas was the star of the show with a hat-trick as Celta ran out 4-0 winners. That second goal, absolutely brilliant. Bryce Mendes netting the other, by the way. Talk about timing, though. You'd shudder to think where Celta would have been without their Gallego hero who bleeds like blue. Well, here's at La Liga Lowdown's Alex Johnson and her full-time report from the ground. 
This was a do-or-die match for Antonio Mohamed, and he was saved single-handedly by Iago Aspas. Had this performance been for a big-name club instead of Celta, we'd be talking about him as one of the 10 best players in the world. Winning 4-0 should take some pressure off Antonio Mohamed, but even if the fans inside the ground had exchanged their whistles from last week to cheers tonight, the journalists were not as joyful. At his post-match press conference, Mohamed was asked, did you really like how the team played? One journalist even counted up all the stats that Eibar had won. They had more possession, said he was forced to make more safe. Was the result really fair? Mohamed thought so. He said Celta had produced just the performance they were after. But would they really have won without Thiago Aspas? Eibar coach Mendelibar said Aspas won it on his own. Even more impressive was that he played so well, having become a father for the second time just yesterday. Aspas returned to the team this morning straight from the hospital, and now he's heading back to give the hat-trick ball to his daughter. So he's brought Antonio Mohamed more time in the job at Balaidos, but he can't relax. Trips to Betis and Real Sociedad come next, with a home game against Real Madrid in between. Thanks, Alex. Now, if Tony Mohamed was under the cosh, he'd have to say that life ain't exactly easy right now for either Toto Berito or Marcelino. Athletic Club and Valencia drew 0-0 in a drab game at San Mamés. The best chance fell to Valencia in the second half as Rodrigo's header was tipped onto his own bar by Iago Herrerin and the follow-up was headed home by Jeffrey Kondogbia. But Kevin Gamero was offside and affecting players. The ball bounced into the net. Raul Garcia had the best efforts for Athletic, one just wide, another saved by Neto. Valencia fullback Jose Luis Gaya explained it simplest and best by saying... We've drawn too many games. We had to win and we didn't, so we leave here unhappy. But the feelings from Berito are a bit more positive, saying he feels that a team in crisis doesn't play like this and that the athletic he saw gave him confidence. Girona finished the weekend in 11th after a 2-1 home win over Rayo Vallecano. Porto's first two goals of the season got them there, the first from the penalty spot after Chocolosano had been pulled back by Alejandro Galvez. More from those two in a moment. The second in first-half stoppage time, Galvez giving the ball away. Borja Garcia diverted it into Porto's path and he curled an effort into the bottom right-hand corner of Alberto Garcia's net. Galvez made partial amends as he scored from a yard out after Bono had saved from Raul de Tomas and things got nervy after that for Girona with Chocolosano sent off for a late studs-up tackle on Bernardo Espinosa, but Girona held out for the win. So, let's recap the table. 10 games played, Barcelona top on 21 points, Alaves second on 20, Sevilla third and Atletico fourth on 19 points, Espanyol sit fifth on 18, Real Valladolid sixth on 16. A reminder, Real Madrid are ninth on 14 points, so seven off the lead. And at the bottom, Huesca prop up the table on five points, Rayo have six, Leganes eight, with the Real and Atletico Club just above the relegation zone with nine and 10 points, respectively. Before we go, a reminder of where you can check out our other content on Twitter, we are at La Liga Lowdown, so find us, follow us, and chat to us on social media. Our YouTube channel URL is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown, or simply put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. And recently, we've interviewed Patrick Cliver in two parts, don't remember, so do check that out. Plus, our website is www.laligalowdown.com. And don't forget to give this podcast a five star rating, every little helps. That's your La Liga Lowdown. See you next time. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.